Sports are such a big part of all of our lives, from the big plays to the unforgettable games. They continue to inspire us in unimaginable ways. But what happens to the athletes, the warriors and heroes of our time, when the game is finally over and the sport they love and worked their entire lives pursuing greatness at continues on without them? How do they cope with the transition? How do they find purpose, reclaim their identity, and work towards a vision of the future? As a former professional athlete, playing in the NFL for eight seasons, I know the unique challenges that these athletes face. On this podcast, these athletes will share their stories and how they navigate life beyond the game. My guest today is Shamil Gary. He's had a unique journey through the NFL, a bit of a journeyman, um, a story that happens a lot in the NFL, but you don't hear about too often, um, you know, and you're hearing about the guys on SportsCenter and, and on TV and ESPN, um, you know, the top usually 5 to 10% of the rosters, but most guys are, are trying to make it and they're grinding and they're constantly being told they're not good enough. And, you know, Shamil um, had a lot of tryouts, worked out for a lot of teams, was on rosters of a lot of teams uh, for a short period of time, but he kept pushing through. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a cool story in this episode. He gives a lot of really cool practical tips. He's a motivational speaker now, um, shares about how his transition from athletics helped shape his message in his speaking career. He's an author. He's written a couple books and he's developed, uh, coaching programs as well. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Shamil, what's up, brother? Thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on, and um, you were on my last podcast, so uh, I'm excited to post that as well. So, no, it's, it's a pleasure. I feel like everybody's got a podcast nowadays, huh? Yeah, you know, it, it's crazy. It's, it's pretty easy to make it happen. You know, back in the day, you, know, you, you needed a studio, you needed a team. Now... Uh, <laughs> everything is at your disposal. You can do it pretty easy. I know you got a pretty pretty good setup. You just set up with your camera. I need to figure that out. Um, but we'll dive into it, man. Um, let's just start with a little bit about your, your, your journey. Just kind of briefly talk about um, your experience, um, you know, with, with football and at the professional level. And then we'll kind of get into your transition out of sports and hopefully add some value to, uh, to other athletes kind of going through a similar experience. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I think I think every person that makes it to the NFL, their their dream is to play in the NFL. Uh, and I didn't realize what the NFL was about until I got there, which is uh, I'm pretty sure that's like most people. But um, 2014, I went to the New England Patriots as a undrafted free agent. Um, was there through. You know the rookie mini camp, the OTAs, the veteran mini camps, and then I got cut at the end of uh, training camp. Uh, went to the Bears, finished out that year, um, and then that's when I—I I think that's when I kind of got my little welcome. I mean, me getting cut from the the, the Patriots, I already kind of—I knew that was going to happen because the coach—he's uh, the head coach for the Miami Dolphins, 
he he told me in another safety, he was like, man, in order for you guys to make this team, something crazy has to happen. <laughs> uh, and so I already knew like, okay, like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make this team. I just need to perform, and and so I can. The other 32 teams can see me play, or 31 teams can see me play. Um, so I went to the Bears. Was there on the active roster three days, and a DJ Williams, uh, linebacker, hurt his neck, so they had to release me, put me on practice squad, and bring up another linebacker. And I was like, man, see, this is like a numbers game. You know, I didn't. I didn't realize that going into it. So I was on the Bears that year. Next year was with the Dolphins. Um, the year after that, uh, with the Dolphins again. Um, my agent told me I made the team. Three minutes later, they call me and say, Shamil, bring your iPad in. And you know what that means when they tell you to bring your mm-hmm. iPad in. It's, it, Game <laughs> over. You're getting, yeah, you're getting cut. So uh, I get there and everyone's like, oh, man, you know, we're so sorry you had a good camp. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that BS. Like you, yeah. you're cutting me right now. Uh, but they ended up ke- keeping three quarterbacks on the active roster um, instead of, uh, and they kept four safeties instead of five safeties. And you know, typically you don't keep uh, three active quarterbacks. You, yeah. you have two active quarterbacks and a practice squad quarterback or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what happened right there. And then I, I went. Then this is when I went on the journeyman. Uh, uh, season right here. My mom passed away. So this this year was like tough. So my mom passed away in January. Um, I get, I think, I think I make the team. I get cut from the Miami Dolphins. Then I go to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I'm on the, the Minnesota Vikings for a week. Xavier Rose gets hurt. They release me and, and bring in another corner. Then I go on this series of workouts. So I go to the Jets, work out for them. Go to the Giants, work out for them. Go to the Jaguars, work out for them. Go to the Baltimore Ravens, work out for them. Go to uh, the Patriots and work out for them. And then I go back to the Patriots. And I'm with them uh, for the rest of that season, basically. Uh, And that's when they went to the Super Bowl and beat the Falcons. But um, I got released at the end of the like November, middle of November, and go to the Bills. And wow. I finish out the year with the Bills. And then I'm with the Bills next year, get a concussion. And I really, you know, looking back at it, uh, I mean, a concussion lasted for about six months. I had headaches for like six months. But, you know, looking back at it, I think the year before kind of sucked it out of me uh, as far as my passion for playing football. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I, I, I mean, playing with that many teams. I mean, it's a story that most people don't hear about, right? They hear about all the big time players making all the money on on TV and on Sports Center, but this is actually right. a story that happens to more guys than not, right? Trying to mm-hmm. find their way into the NFL, trying to find an opportunity. And so much of the time is is timing, right? And oh, getting almost a little bit lucky with somebody going down at your right position. But if somebody goes down to the right. position where they need to bring somebody up, then you're kind of screwed. And you're like yeah. a numbers game, like you talked about. Talk about like what was going through your mind when you're just going to all these teams, man. Like what was that journey like, um, so the, 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 you know, you go from, so the, the, my rookie year, uh, you know, I'm, you go from being on active. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to play. Then you get on practice squad. So I was like, okay, it's my rookie year. This is what I have to do. And the next year I'm actually playing games. Um, so I'm like, oh yes, I'm leveling up. And then the next year, 
uh, I go on this journey of um, workouts. How and many so teams was that? To, man, like it was six or seven teams. Yeah, it was the Jets. It was the Giants. It was the Ravens. It was the Jaguars. And then lastly, it was uh, the Patriots. Mm. And so the, then the Patriots picked me up. But you go through a plethora of emotions. Like, am I not good enough? Mm. Like, I'm looking at my, you know, I, I record, like I was working out. I'm recording my, my footwork. I'm recording you know, all these things. I'm like, man, my, my footwork looks good. I, I, I look good doing these drills. And I'm like, man, what's, what's, the, what's the issue? And so now you're going through a series of uh, a mental battle of like, am I good enough? Um, should I, do I even like want to stick through this? Because, you know, it's, it's, it's draining. It's mentally draining. It's emotionally draining. It's spiritually draining. Going to a team, flying out one day, and then them not picking you, and then you're leaving. It's kind of like you're going through like you, 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 you're a dream girl and they're breaking up with you constantly. every day. You know yeah, I mean? Constantly yeah, being told like, that you're not good enough, right? Yeah, and that just takes so, a toll on your on your spirits, right? And then mm-hmm. the mental fortitude it takes to continue to pick yourself up and like go after the next opportunity. Like how how long? I mean, like what was the next step going from that, and then finally realizing like I don't want to just keep doing this. Like what was your journey out of that? Like, yeah. So uh, that journey right there. So I went to the Bills. So I finished out the year. I mm-hmm. played. I played. Uh, what well, was the last three games with the Bills, um, which was probably the coldest games I've ever played in in my, in my life. <laughs> Bills. But um, where'd you play college? Year, I, was, I played at Oklahoma State. Oh yeah. So you know about that I mean, northern life, huh? Yeah. No. 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 Um, it gets cold, but it's not like that. The yeah. Buffalo. It was. Man. Yeah. Uh, and, and you try to be. You try to be a tough guy and put Vaseline on your arms and. No, just wear sleeves, man. Yeah, just wear sleeves. (laughs) Exactly, right? Um, But the next year, I go to the Bills, and I'm going through training camp. I'm actually doing good. I'm I'm like the second string safety, starting on all the special teams. Um, And I'm reading this book called Scary Close, and it's talking about taking off the mask and becoming who you really are. And I, as I'm reading this book, uh, I started to reflect on like who I really am, and I realized. I love football, but at that point in my life, I started to love more like what football brought to me more so than playing the game. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And once I realized that and I got that concussion, I was like, okay, um, the passion is gone. The fun of the game is gone. It's time to move forward and, and, and move on to the next chapter because I don't want to like, at the end of the, you, you know, this shoot, if you, if you don't have the passion to play the game, uh, you, you gotta go out there and get hurt. Yeah. And so, um, once I lost that passion and once I got that concussion, I was like, it's, it's time to move forward. And so I realized that football, I love what football brought to me. Not so much playing the game at that yeah. point. And I think it was the year before. The year before, like, just sucked it out of me. I'm yeah, sure. Honestly. It's like, what am I chasing, yeah. right? Like, if I don't actually enjoy playing the game, I'm trying to do it for all this external validation or trying to get all these things, right? But you have to... It's. I mean, it's so difficult. Like, just your journey you went on, like, continuing to try and get your foot in the door and trying to make it, like, you have to show up every day and give everything and continue to pick yourself up and, like, 
go through the pain, the physical pain, the emotional pain, the mental pain, and it finally mm-hmm. takes its toll. And if you're not actually like, there's some part of it that you enjoy, then it's just drudgery. So right. Talk about that next step. Like, what was that like? Uh, so that next step, you know, uh, like I said, I got that concussion. Um, so I was just dealing with headaches. I, I mean, I had headaches for a while, but um, you know, uh, I went back home. Uh, shoot, man, I went on this journey of trying to figure out who Shamil was outside of football because you're, you know, you play football from I don't know about you. I played, I started playing football when I was seven years old, mm. and so you go on this, you play football from seven to twenty-seven. That's a that's twenty years of your life, your entire and, life. Yeah, right. <laughs> so my identity is built in football. My community is built in football. My purpose is built in football. And now, once it's done, my identity is still built in football. My mm. community is now gone, and my purpose is now gone. And so I'm trying to figure out who Shamil is outside the game. And so I went on this journey of trying to trying to figure that out. But what where it started was. I drove home from Buffalo, and once I got home, the first thing I did was, you know, I cleaned out my car, um, which was, you know, a weird thing to do, but I, you know, I, I just felt like that's what I needed to do. Gotta start somewhere. So I was cleaning huh? out my car. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And so it was, that was the easiest thing to do instead of just mm. walking in the house and, and, and feeling like everything was like, this is just a weird point for me to be in in my yeah. life. So I went to go clean out my car. Um you know, vacuumed all that stuff. Then we got to the trunk and I, ha- I still had all my luggage that was in the trunk. And so instead of pulling out all my luggage, I lifted up the bags and tried to like clean underneath the bags. And as I was doing that, you know, I felt like uh, God like hit me in the stomach and was like, Shamil, this is what you're doing in your life. You're holding on to baggage that I'm trying to get you to let go of. And that's kind of where it all started. Um, I started to take trips. Lesson, huh? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, and I was like, God, you know, what do you mean? Like, did that just hit you like an inspiration, like an intuition, like a download? Like it was just right there in that moment. You're like, this is it. This is I'm just carrying this, this stuff I don't need yeah, to be I carrying mean, anymore. You know, uh, you know, I'm not gonna tell anybody what they should believe. This is what I believe in. You know, I'm a like, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a, a devout Christian or anything like that, but I would say I'm like, I believe in God and I believe uh, Christianity. Sure, but. Um, it felt like I heard like an audible voice, you know, yeah. um, that was like saying that to me. And so I started to remove the bags and clean out the car properly. But I realized I needed to um, dive into this and reflect on like what baggage am I holding on to? And I realized, you know, I still had some some feelings about my mom's death. I still had some feelings towards, you know, my dad. I still had some feelings towards... Uh, you know, my football career and like just all types of stuff that I was holding on to. And so I went on trips to Colorado and trips to Arkansas and trips to um, Seattle and, and just different places. To, just to, I went in nature just to figure out like and get clarity. Mm. I think there's a certain thing about like getting away from the noise and hearing silence and hearing your own thoughts and figuring out like what's going on. And once that happened, I started to figure out, oh, man, I have been holding on to this thing from when I was six years old. I have been doing this. And I have been trying to live my life for other people, trying to prove people wrong and, and, and all that other stuff. And so that's when I figured out, like, okay, I need to let this go. And I started to move forward. And I started to figure out, like, who Shamil is and what I wanted to do next in my life and what my, pers- what my purpose was and what my passion was. So talk about that process um, of going and, and- 
you know, going on a soul search, you know, like trying to figure out who you are. Because I went through a similar experience when I was done playing. And I walked away from the game like on my own terms after eight years. And it was like, I I gave football everything I had. And I still, Mm -hmm. when I walked away, felt this void, like, oh man, who am I without this? Like I played this my entire life, right? And I ended up buying a van and traveling the country similar to you (laughs) and trying to figure out who I was. And 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 nature was a huge tool for me as well because there's so much power and getting away from the the busyness and the stories that we create about who we are, right? Because that's all they mm-hmm. are. It's a story of Shamil yeah. as the football player or Joe as the football player. And that identity in there is just a story we create about who we are. And a lot of guys struggle when that story is no longer there and they can't lean on mm-hmm. that story. They have to create a new story and then they get debilitated right. and they get lost, right? And so talk about the process of going and how long that kind of process took of kind of questioning the stories and finding out, you know, who you are on a deeper level and processing, you know, the grief of your mom's loss and trying to find mm-hmm. purpose and identity outside of that. Like, what was that process like and how long did it take? Um, you know, if you were to ask me then, it, it, you know, I was, I was good after six months, mm. uh, but that, that wasn't the truth. Uh, the truth, it, it, it took me, it's 2020 now. Uh, I stopped playing. I officially like retired like 2018. Uh, and I left the Bills like in the middle of 2000, not the middle, but like the latter part of 2017. Mm-hmm. So I would say two and a half, two and a half years yeah. of going on this journey. It, that's when I'm like, now I feel, I feel good. I feel energized. I feel like I'm living in my purpose. I feel um, um, fulfilled mm-hmm. with my community, with who Shamil is at this point. Um, and we left, you know, we left near the same time, man. I, my 2017 was my last year. And like oh, what, really? I, what I realized, dude, is like, you know, it, it does get easier, right? You figure out, you give yourself some space from, from the sport that you gave so much of your life to. And, and once you get that space, but I've, I think a piece of me was kind of running away. There was like a deeper part of me that was kind of running away. Cause I, my body was just so beat up. I couldn't do it anymore. And so I like mm-hmm. was running away from this thing, but realizing that I don't think it ever kind of goes away. Like it's, it's all about mm-hmm. integrating. Right. And it's like the transition yeah. from athletics is a lifelong journey. It's not some like right. finite thing that you're like all of a sudden over it. Right. It's trying to figure out who you are on a deeper level, but integrating that part of you as a piece of everything that's going on as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I agree a hundred percent with that. And so I, I actually did like a Ted talk on like, what's in your trunk. So it's kind of like that, that whole epiphany of like, what's in your trunk. I actually like, like doing a speech on it, so it's, it's, you did a TED funny, talk. But how'd you get? Yeah. How'd you get invited to do a TED talk? I need to... I, it's a it's a it's a TEDx talk. TEDx, okay. TED, you know, yeah. So I you know I reached out and they um they approved me. So, That's dope. Um, you should do it. Yeah. Do it. Talk about that experience. Thing. So 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 talk about the story that you shared and then yeah, being um, up there and, and and really you know using your story to provide value for others, right? Yeah. So. uh uh, to all the people, and I'm not even going to say that because I hate that coming soon. No, just just tell me when it's out. So I'm not going to say anything about coming soon. I w- we'll do like another podcast when uh, I I have what I'm talking about when it's out. So okay. um, you can the, tease the it. Son. Go ahead and tease it. Go ahead and tease it. What do you got? Are you working no, on something? I, no, I hate when people do that though. Coming soon, and then it's like three years later. But um, I do have a book about like my maybe, maybe like, saying it out loud will make you keep you accountable and get you done sooner son i know there's a lot that, of resistance to writing a book son because I'm, I'm in the middle of yeah. writing mine and it's it's a difficult process yeah. no doubt no 
I'm actually done, but I just need to edit it. So it's I'm not done, but I the 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 words on the page are finished. Are there, I just need to that's the most to difficult it. part, man. Um, yeah, Good it is right. Um, so uh, so no, I did that TEDx talk, and I, I felt like um, one speaking is is probably one of the most nerve wracking things in the world. Uh, I've, I've spoken to you know over a hundred thousand people, and, and it doesn't get any easier. I mean, it gets easier, but I still get that like nervous feeling before mm. like like I'm about to play a football game. And um so doing that TED talk, uh I talked about, you know, what's in your trunk and uh replacing the the baggage with um treasures, with uh good skills and replacing it with better things so you can travel and reach your full potential in life. You know what mm. I mean? I, I, at the end of the day, um I think we were talking about this the other day. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I don't think life is about you know, money or, or, uh, material things or, you know, how many businesses you can build. I think life is truly about, you know, if you can make the people and uh, if, the, if you can make the people better in the places you've been to better, um, and leave this world in a better, better place. And so that's my ultimate goal is to reach my full potential and to remove the baggage and to get to, where I want to be uh, mentally, spiritually, and physically. So ultimately, I can, you know, help my daughter, help my family, um, help the people I meet um, be better individuals. So that's basically what it's about, you know, removing the baggage and um, becoming clear on who you are. So a lot of people have baggage from when they're six years old, 10 years old, 15 years old. Shoot, last week, you're still holding on to that argument. You let had it with. go, right? Let it yeah, go. Yeah, let it go. Mm. So that's what it's about, right there. So, it's, um, what, what are some practical tools that you use to kind of work through some of this stuff? Because a lot of guy, a lot of people, you know, they do hold on to things and they they struggle letting it go, and they create stories around it, and it haunts them, and it even shows up physically in their bodies if they don't process their emotions properly. So, what are some practical mm. tools that you use? To, to process some of this stuff, to let go of some of these older stories, these older things, and, you know, create new, better, more positive habits and thought patterns mm-hmm. and beliefs. Yeah. So uh, I, I kind of look at my life like, like my car. Like literally, I just, I took this whole like analogy of a car and I like just applied it to myself. So, you know, I get an oil change um, every 5,000 miles. I, I kind of like made that a little smaller for my, le- my for myself. Um, so every Sunday, I take time to reflect on the week. So mm. the things that made me upset, the things that um, made me happy, the things that like I'm, I'm holding on to, I reflect and I write about it. And I write like, okay, is this true or is it not true? Um, how do I feel about it? And, and I, I reflect on it. And then I write three goals for the next week as far as like, okay, I want to be better in this way. And then um, I write the word. I have a word every day that I have for myself. So the word that I have for myself today is intentionality. So I want to be intentional with this podcast. I want to be intentional with the way I, I go pick up my daughter from school. I want to be intentional with when I go to jujitsu. I want to be intentional with everything. And so every day I have a word for myself. And then every Sunday I reflect and I write down some of the things from the week. Mm, that's beautiful, so, man. So that's, yeah. Yeah, man. The so power I think that's something writing. that everyone can do. Yeah, the power yeah, yeah. of writing is fascinating because 
I, I mean, I, I started journaling and just writing things down and writing intentions down and writing the, the person that I want to become and processing these older thought patterns and writing something down. I don't know what it is, but the way the brain works. And even like from football, I remember when I played football, taking notes, I would just a process of writing down a note from a game plan for mm-hmm. the week. I would never really have to go back and look over it because just writing it down would like imprint it on my mind. And it's the same thing with self-development, right? And processing this kind of stuff. Like when you're able to write down your vision for the future or even your intention for just the day, even if one mm-hmm. word, it imprints it on your mind and you can keep coming back to it. And it's all about increasing your self-awareness, right? Like living with intention is about bringing awareness right. into everything you're doing and not just sleepwalking through life. What about mm-hmm. any, any other That's big right there. No, that, that's big right yeah. there. Not sleep, sleepwalking through life. Uh, you know what's so crazy with that? I think a lot of people are sleepwalking through life without even realizing it, you know, because mm-hmm. you're not being intentional with. Um, so another a practical thing that I think people can do is figure out your, your five Fs uh, and rate them from one to 10. So family, uh, w- one to 10, 10 being the best it could be and one being like, it's trash, you know? Mm-hmm. And so rate it from one to 10. Like, like, okay, like for me, I rated, you know, last week I rated my, my, my family like I just did it this morning. So I'd have a coaching group and we did it this morning. And so uh, um, the, last week it was a five and this week it, it's a 6.8. Mm-hmm. And so I, the reason why it was a five was because I have uh, cousins that I'm close to. I have my aunt who's a twin um, from, my, from my mom. She's my mom's twin. And I'm not talking to them. I'm not like reaching out to them. I'm not making sure they're good. So I'm like, man, that's, that's kind of that's trash, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... I, my intentionality for that was, okay, one thing that can make it a six or a seven or eight, improve it, is to reach out to them and make sure that I see them this weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, that's one thing I do. And then my faith, one to 10. What is was my faith like? Uh, finance, one to 10. Am I budgeting properly? Or am I happy with how my finances are? You know? And then uh, fitness, my mental fitness, my emotional fitness, and my spiritual fitness. Is, is it good? Um, one to ten, and then lastly, am I fulfilled with what I'm doing in my life, with my career field? Um, what is that one to ten? And so after I rate it, if it's like a five, if it's not a ten, I do I, I give myself a task to just improve it just a little bit. I'm not trying to make it a ten with this task. I'm just trying to improve it just a little bit. And so instead of like sleepwalking and being like, oh man, this isn't good. This isn't good. This isn't good. I'm like recognizing it and then I'm intentionally giving myself a task to make it better. Because if one of these F's are messed up, it's going to sound corny as hell, but everything is going to, it's going to F up everything else. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) family isn't good. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's beautiful. I'm taking notes over here. We got your, rate your five F's one through 10. We got family, faith, finance, fitness, and your fulfillment, man. That's some, that's some good stuff. Did you make that up? Um, I did, I'm not gonna say I took made some inspiration it. Oh, I, I, from I, a few different things. Yeah, I added uh, some stuff to no, it. No, that's great, yeah. man. I love that. That's definitely a practical tip that the listeners can use. Let's talk about fulfillment and and purpose and trying to figure that out after football. Do you have any advice for you know athletes or really anybody going through a big transition, whether it's they lost their job, going through mm-hmm. a breakup, going into a new kind of part of their lives and trying to figure it out. Right. And I feel like everybody at some point in their life goes through a huge transition and tries to figure out 
who they are and, and what, they, right, what they're right. here to do. Um, so talk about your journey trying to find your purpose and any advice to, uh, you know, specifically former athletes, but really that it can apply to anybody. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I think we all have uh, some systems that we built to deal with uh, trauma. And trauma can be, you know, going from the NFL to being this a regular civilian, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's trauma. Uh, so um, I noticed recently, and this isn't something I noticed like back in the day, but I noticed like recently that some of my systems I built is uh, procrastinating and watching movies all day, uh, going to Krispy Kreme and, and eating like donuts and like indulging in like food or whatever, um, instead of like dealing with, the emotions or the feelings. And so I think if people can recognize like some of the systems you're building, uh, that are negative systems and like, uh, counteract that. And so one, go to counseling. I think everyone should go to counseling. Uh, there's a stigma for, especially for men to not go to counseling because you think you're weak. It's a, it's a, you have shame behind it. Uh, people might think you're crazy or whatever, but there's no shame and, and, and getting counseling because I think you deserve going to counseling. Like it's your right to get counseling because how often do you have someone who is listening to you like, like intentionally without, they're not trying to say anything. They're not trying to give you any feedback. They're just trying to hear you and everyone deserves to be heard. And so I think everyone should go to counseling one and then two, uh, embrace the, the, the change. Embrace the change. Like, don't try to don't try to go back into the comfort zone. Embrace the the suck of the change and the singleness that you are that season that you're that you're in. Because within that season, there's going to be so many lessons that you can learn about yourself. You know, I realized that um, I am uh, I didn't have like a ton of emotional control, and I needed to work on that in that place of like suckiness you know what i mean like i realize like I, I i fall back on like a lot of my comfort zone and i try to like fall on other people and you know it's just, it was just bad and, and so i figured that out uh and then try to get another community after you embrace that um try to find a community um because if you think about it everyone one everyone needs community but if, specifically for football you have community your entire life from 7 to 27 Football was all in my community, and um, now it's gone. And so now I do jujitsu, and now I have a sense of like community every time I go, and, and that fulfills like that part of me that, that that sense of like community. So one, figure out your negative habits you may have when tra- traumatic situations happen to you. Two, go to counseling. Three, uh, embrace the 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 change, and then four. Um, Try to find a community you can go to. You know what I mean? Whether it's a, a group of uh, shoot, you're starting something for NFL athletes. You know what I mean? Like that's right. So I think, I'll probably put a little yeah. uh, a little uh, promo after this so you guys can hear about it. But yeah, man. Yeah. So I mean, community is big. So I, I think that's uh, and I think people devalue like they don't know the value of community. You know, yeah, until you, especially until you athletes that play in team sports. I mean. You go. We we both played our entire lives being in a locker room with like-minded guys who are there to achieve mm-hmm. a common goal, and we we support one another. We like you know have space for one another, and then all of a sudden it's all right. gone. You're by yourself. You're isolated. You're alone. 
and that's with anybody, right? You go through yeah. a breakup, you go through a move cities, you go through a job change, like you're you're losing the comfort and the 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 support of people that you know. So it's like seek out that, right? Seek out somebody right. that you can you can connect with and process with. And you know, we're not mm-hmm. we're humans as humans, we're not meant to do this journey alone, right? So finding the right, right. community. And there's so many uh, things popping up for different people. And I'm going to share more about my community as this podcast goes along um, for former professional athletes to to connect. And I really hope that you join, son. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> my uh, man. We, we, uh, we talk on a, uh, a monthly basis. I would say monthly, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been really yeah, good to get to know you, man. Um, let's talk last question. What's your vision for the future you know, individually for yourself, like what, what, do you, what do you envision for yourself going forward? And, you know, what's your vision for the collective? Like, you know, how for this world, for this, you know, society, like what is your vision for the future? Um, that's a deep question. It's a deep question. Yeah, I got to leave it so, deep, son. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and recently I just hired a, a business coach and he had me, uh, write down uh, my goals for zero to three for my business. So zero to three years, three to six years, six to nine years. And then he had me do it like personally, zero to three years, three to six years and six to nine years. Um, I think that's probably a good exercise for anyone to do. Um, so my vision, uh, ultimately, my ultimate goal is to um, get a billion dollars. That no, is 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 ultimately though, to be honest, is to um, where I grew up, um, I kind of grew up all over. So, but in lower income areas, there's a desert. It's a desert of, um, you know, uh, grocery stores. It's a, it's a desert for um, food, like restaurants or whatever. It's a desert for um, just work workspaces and, and opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, my ultimate goal is before I die, I would love to make an impact. In a multitude of multiple places of, of lower income areas, where instead of it being a desert, um, it's a fruitful location where they have the resources necessary to be successful. Um, a lot of times, um, people aren't successful because they don't have the knowledge, they don't have mm-hmm. the resources, they don't have the tools to be successful. So. Um, I would love to to do that, and with my time of speaking, um, I will. Uh, before I die, too, I would love to speak to you know over a million people and impact them in a positive way. And so, what I've realized from speaking at schools, though, the biggest difference between um, a school that has money and a school that's uh, you know doesn't have the, the same resources is the 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 involvement from the parents. And there's like, we can go like deeper into that. Like that's like a whole nother thing right there because, you know, working and whatever. Yeah. But it runs deep, um, right? Yeah, it's, it's super deep. So, but without getting in, in, in too deep about that, um, I would love to, if your parent can't be there, um, provide the resources, provide the skills and, and provide, um, a program where, you know, mentors and different things 
can be in these areas to uh, make up for that lack of support. Mm. You know, everyone needs support. So that's my ultimate goal uh, is, is right there. That's beautiful, man. I appreciate you sharing. And I can definitely feel your heart of service trying to make an impact in a big way like that. And I mean, I know that's a systemic issue that, you know, all of us really need to, to focus on. Right. And, um, yeah, man, any way I can support you on that journey, man, I'm here for you. Oh yeah. No, I I really appreciate it. Um, One question came to mind while you're talking actually is, any advice for younger um, athletes, maybe you know, in high school that have dreams of playing professionally? What you know that journey is like? Any advice for them as they you know try and dream big and go for it? Yeah, uh, you know, I tell all athletes this right here: um, in order to make it to to any high level, you know, especially the NFL, you kind of have to be obsessed with getting better. You know, just obsessed with the game. Like, you know, I talked to a lot of athletes. I'm like, man, do you know who Ed Reed is? No. I'm like, what? Like, how, like, how do you, you play safety and you're not like trying to learn from like one of the greatest safeties mm. of all time. Um, you know, study the game. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, it's not just about getting on the field and just running around and playing, but like study the game when you're not playing, like visualize, when when you're when you when you're before you're about to go to bed, like visualize seeing yourself like being successful, um, and then put in extra work outside of what the school is asking you to do. Um, be obsessed with the game, um, but then outside of that too, what I also share is um, so you don't. At the end of the day, I think there's always going to be a void when you transition from football to regular life. But in order to like help with that. Um, Start like learning who you are while you're playing. You know what I mean? Like maximize uh, the the stuff outside the game, and then maximize who you are on the field too, as well. So do both. You know, which I believe you can do both. Is a lot of times you just uh, so focused on like how good I could be as an athlete. You know, mm, beautiful. Yeah, well done. Yeah, appreciate but, sharing. Oh, it. One question for you though. One okay. question for you. Real Hit me. Quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, that 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 same thought though. Is, you know, uh, how can someone, you know, one, uh, make it to the NFL? And then how, what, what do you think about your journey as far as uh, becoming the best version of yourself outside of being an athlete? Like, how, how can someone be better in that area? Yeah, man, it's making it to the NFL. It's, it takes everything, right? It takes such a singular focus on achieving that dream. And there's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be adversity. There's going to be hard times. And every single player, I know you know this, that, that I played with in the NFL had some kind of story of overcoming some kind of adversity to get there, right? And you, know, you just have to believe and singularly focus on it. And it's kind of paradoxical, paradoxical and it's hard because developing your whole self outside of that is so difficult. It's like hard to tell, mm. tell a kid like, Hey, you have to singularly focus on this thing like it's the only thing you've ever wanted in order for you to make it. But then if you don't mm-hmm. make it, make sure you have this kind of backup plan and right, know what right. you want to do after. And it's hard to do that because even me, I always I always listened, you know, to all the all the people that came and talked and it's like, "Hey, make sure you football is something you do, it's not who you are." And I always thought I had this awareness of that. And even though I I knew that and I had an awareness of it when it was done, there was that void I had to fill. And I right. and I was like, "Damn, like and so I, I totally feel it. It's, it's a difficult thing. I think, 
you know, the journey of life teaches us a lot. I think football is provides so many lessons like in an acute high performance environment that if you can stay open to it and continue to show up and learn, you're going to get more life lessons through football than you ever did without it. So I think just mm-hmm. continuing to show up and going after what you want and what you dream. And, you know, when it's over, like, I would say the, the biggest thing to that for me that to, to kind of become more well-rounded is, is start reading books and start learning the information mm-hmm. um, that you, that you enjoy learning about. And, you know, reading books opened my mind. And when you can start opening your mind and, and showing up and, and always having this, not feeling like you always have something to learn is probably one of the biggest skills I think anybody can have. As soon as you think you know it all, then you're going to, you're going to fall flat on your face. Right. So continue right, to show right. up and learn. And that goes on the football field, off the football field, just keep showing up because there's always something to learn. You know, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. There's so much mm-hmm. information out here, so much content. And so I think just keep showing up and working your ass off. That's all you can really do. Right, right, right. You're going to turn a lot of people off because a lot of people don't like to read these days. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I know, man. That's cool. But that's why, that's why it's such a powerful tool, right? Like if you decide, right. and I didn't start reading until I was 25 and it completely changed my life. One of my only regrets is not reading earlier, but you know, the mm-hmm. journey is perfect. It's exactly how it's supposed to be. And now I, I read probably a book a week and it's just oh, wow. something that continues to open my mind, right? And reading from different people's perspectives and Mm-hmm. And getting out of your own mind and into somebody else on the page, it's it's really you just have to find the books that you enjoy, right? Because right, right. you don't just read because you know it's drudgery if you're reading through and you're not enjoying it. I, another big skill with reading, if we're on the subject, is if if I'm not into a book after 20 pages, I just put it down. Mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to finish it, right? So if it's not speaking mm-hmm. to you, then just put it down. There's so many so many books out there to read, so just find ones that you really enjoy. Right, right. Hey, you want to hear a funny story real quick before we uh, hop off? Yeah. Um, so when I was with the Bears, uh, Martell is like he had like a ton of books in his, in his locker. Martell has been in, um, and and I think Brandon Marshall was like, "You don't even read all those books or whatever." And Martell was like, "Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I've read all these books. I read about um, thirty books a, a month or something, something to that effect, like a ton of books." And he was like, "Yeah, I just read the right the right side of the book." I was. I was like, what? Like, he, he reads like legit. just like the intro panel on the side? Legit. He just reads the, the right so side book, of the right the page. Right side, the right page. So he of the skips book. every That's other it. page. Yep, basically. How does that work? I don't know how that works, but the brain fills I, in I, the I, gaps? I guess so. That's just what he does. So um wow. Martellus is one of the most uh creative, uh, interesting individuals I've ever like been around. He's a cool, cool, cool person. Um, yeah. But when he said that, I was like, hmm, so you're missing like half of the, the, the information. Like, how does that work? You know what I mean? But I didn't ask him. And that was yeah, interesting. I'd like to dive deeper in that. Maybe I'll have him on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should ask him. He's, not, he's doing a lot of cool things uh, as far as, uh, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but he's doing oh, a lot of cool things. I'll definitely check him yeah. out. I'll do that right now. Yeah. And where yeah. can people, uh, where can people find you and follow you? Oh, so, you know, you can, um, which I should probably, you know, you know, synchronize all my handles. But uh, Instagram, uh, you can find me at s.gary7. Um, I'm not really on anything else besides Instagram and LinkedIn. And uh, LinkedIn is just my name, Shamil Gary, uh, as well as uh, I post content on YouTube. So, uh, you know, just type my name in on YouTube and my, my YouTube page will pop up. So I post uh, 
you know, just things that, that my whole goal is to help the individual reach their full potential by helping them get unstuck. Mm. And so um, I post things to help you get unstuck and, and become the best, the best version of yourself. Amazing. Shamil's got a coaching practice as well. So if you're looking for more one-on-one work, he does that. He's got a group coaching program. And mm-hmm. go check out all the content he's creating. And if you have an opportunity for him to speak, he's a great speaker. Um, I've seen him. We went to a speaking boot camp together and he's amazing. So I appreciate you coming on the show, Shamil. No, thanks for having me. Um, Keep doing what you're doing and, um, you know, keep being great. Thanks, brother. Almost every athlete I talk to, when I ask them, what's the one thing they miss the most about playing? is usually the community, the locker room, the camaraderie, the support from like-minded people. And that was definitely the case for me. You know, one of the biggest challenges is the loss of community and the brotherhood that comes with moving on from sports. That's why I'm starting a community exclusively for former male professional athletes so that I can surround myself with like-minded, high-achieving individuals that will support each other on the journey to finding purpose, reaching for our highest potential, and creating greater impact for ourselves off the field. If you'd like to learn more about how you can be a part of this community, visit theheartcollective.com. That's the H-A-R-T collective.com. We are now accepting applications. And remember, this is for former male professional athletes only, and it's going to be a powerful, powerful group of men that come together to help support one another on this journey through life. If it's something that interests you, make sure you reach out to learn more.